Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the series, Friendships. We'll consider the different kinds of relationships and anchor our hope in Jesus, the Chief Orchestrator. We hope that you enjoy this message. I'm preaching tonight from a sermon, Let It Flow. All right. Someone say, Let It Flow. We're starting our Friendships series, Friendships. Um, but we're going to delve into this topic before we get into the meat of our series. Thank you so much, Ben. Yeah, you'll flow with me so that the oil is not cut. Amen. Let It Flow is the sermon series that we're going to preach tonight. If you're watching from online, we're so happy that you're here. We're happy that you're tuned in. God bless you from wherever you're watching. Whenever you're watching this, we believe that you didn't stumble across this, but God has a word for you. Can you just holler to our online audience and say, online audience, what's up? Come on, tell them, say, what's up? <laughs> wave at them right there behind us. Come on, wave at them. Say, what's up, online? <laughs> it's good to see you. We're happy that you're here. God is helping us. We want to thank each and every one of you for helping us and partnering with us to be able to better our stream. Have you seen our stream online as of lately? By the grace of God, it's getting better. In the next few weeks, we're going to be able to purchase everything that you partnered with us to be able to purchase. Clap for yourselves. We are a giving church. When there is a need, we stand to the occasion. And we've been able to clear off and we're going to purchase everything that we need to purchase. John 14, 15. John 14, 15. Father, thank you for the word. Bless this word. In the name of Jesus, I prayed. Amen. Preaching on the sermon title, Let It Flow. John 14, verses 15. It says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world at large cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. Note that right there. But you do because he lives with you now, later, and will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. I'm just a little while, uh, in just a little while, the world will not see me again, but you will. For I will live again, and you will too. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who obey my commandments are the ones who love me, and because they love me, my Father will love them, and I also will love them, and will reveal myself to each and every one of them. Amen. I want to talk about let it flow, this topic of let it flow. Shout that after me. Come on, holler it. Say, let it flow. Holler it like you believe it. Let it flow. Let me just make this statement that there's no way to actually be able to understand what it actually takes in order for you to have somebody who's beyond an acquaintance but a friend without your personal revelation of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who reveals to us all things about ourselves and gives us the ability, the criteria, to be able to know that what we are actually looking for in what we call friendships. When you look at this topic or you look at the person of the Holy Spirit, you know, a topic that's not really preached too much in churches these days. You find that many times churches like to hide the Holy Spirit. They want to do everything, the likes, the camera, the action, everything. But when it comes time for the Spirit of God, when it comes time to speak in tongues, they're hiding it. But when I tell you this, I want to tell you that it's within the Holy Spirit that you have the power you need to overcome the struggles that you have to overcome. Uh, do I have a church in here tonight? It, it's, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that you gain the momentum that you need to overcome life's struggles. 
So that's why many times the Holy Spirit is put on the back burner because people know that, like, like Pastor was preaching last week, the moment you unleash the Holy Spirit and you activate his presence in your life, it's over. The devil knows that it's over. Therefore, he tries to suppress the workings of the Holy Spirit in your life so that you cannot allow it to flow through you. But I believe it's changing tonight. That's why we're here. Because the power of the Holy Ghost is about to flow through you. If it's never flowed through you, it's about to flow through you. If it's been flowing through you and it's stopped flowing through you, it's going to flow today. If there are some things in your life that has blocked it from happening tonight, the power of the Holy Spirit is about to flow through your life. Am I preaching here tonight? Do I have a church here tonight? In a few minutes, this place is going to be on fire. God is about to move in this place, in the crazy place. Characteristics of the Holy Spirit, write this down if you can. I know we teach a lot about it on our encounters and stuff, but we want to teach a little bit about it today. The Holy Spirit, he's a helper. He's our comforter. He's a friend. He's an advocate. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's not just a spirit, this figment of our imagination. The Holy Spirit himself, he's a person. You can talk to him. You can talk to him. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, what should I do today? Holy Spirit, what should I wear today? You know, I was downstairs, and shout out to Chosen Clothing. Do you guys like these sweaters? Shout out to Chosen. You guys should go pick them up. Our Chosen and Champs collaboration. It's amazing. You should go and, and, and pick some up. I think they're outside after the service. You should go check them out. Shout out to our CRC, Campus Truth Clothing Company, and everybody. Give them a good clap. Come on, give them a good clap. You see, I was downstairs, and I was preparing to preach tonight, and uh, they brought me a few... Uh, sweaters. I knew I wanted to wear one of the sweaters, one of the clothing articles today. So Saf goes and Saf brings me. If you don't know Saf, Saf, raise your hands. A lot of people don't know you. Pastor Nan is there. And uh, he brought me, you know, a couple couple sweaters. He brought me one in blue, one in, one in this color. He brought me, you know, a burgundy one. There's, you know, a whole bunch of hoodies. There's crew necks, there's whatever. And I was like, okay, Saf's like, okay, do you want to wear the burgundy hoodie? And I was like, ah, I like burgundy. I like the burgundy hoodie. But something just tell me that it's a green day today. You know, that thing that you're feeling is what you're calling the, the influx or the, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your daily workings of life. Okay. The Holy Spirit wants to be involved in your everyday life. Not just in the big times. Not with, I have an exam. God help me. Do you think God the Father in heaven is going to leave heaven to come and sit in your exam hall? help you with your exam no he's left he's in heaven christ is in heaven he's they've sent the holy spirit to be here as our comforter as our advocate as our teacher to be able to help us so when we're in our exam hall all we have to do is say man i don't know what to do holy spirit help me and the spirit of god i don't have time to get into trinitarian theology and all that stuff but the spirit of god who is here that helps us on the exam so i'm sitting there and i'm like i feel like wearing green today but i'm like I didn't bring anything that's green, but I know this is the color for the day today because it's just that type of day. I need to wear something a little warmer today. You know, I just, I felt that on me. And, and I think it's working because the moment this thing's happened, sometimes when you're in line with the Spirit of God, everything flows. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, if I wore a hoodie today, it probably wouldn't be flowing because that's not what God had ordained for today. The Holy Spirit will prompt you as to what you need to do on a daily basis in order for you to be in line with the flow of the Holy Ghost. Is this too deep for my preaching? Are you sure? Someone said, I, 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 can, I can dig it. Come on, someone said, I can dig it. I can dig it. You see, so the moment that you fall in line with the Spirit of God, everything in your life falls into line. 
All right. So that's why sometimes you'll be doing something. Sometimes you'll go out or, and, and you'll be driving and uh, uh, you'll, you'll get to a certain area of town and you'll just feel a little weird. Uh, I don't feel like I should be in this area of town or, uh, or you'll go to a certain restaurant and you're like, I don't feel like eating this restaurant. That feeling on the inside of you is not just this intuition that you have on you alone. It's the working of the Holy Spirit who's just saying on the inside of you, give me the liberty to be able to work through you. Acknowledge me as a person so that I can actually come through because the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Unless you welcome him, he won't come in the way he has to. And so when our lives are all on the same line of following the Holy Spirit and our lives are in line with the Spirit of God, then everything else falls into place. So when our lives are not, are not, are not factored or, or our lives are not, are not attuned to the, to the hearing or to the, uh, to, to, the, the, uh, to the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, then our lives become imbalanced. That's when we feel as though we're either behind schedule or ahead of schedule. But when you're with the Holy Spirit, you're always on time. Come on, somebody, do you believe that? I said, when you're with the Spirit of God, you're always on time. You're always on time. You're never delayed. You're always on time. You see, number two, the Holy Spirit has many symbols. I'm going a little faster tonight. The Holy Spirit has many symbols. Uh, one of the symbols of the Spirit of God is fire. Of course, we used to be all oh, the fire of the Holy Ghost. People know about that. That old Holy Spirit, people know about that. You know, another symbol of the Holy Ghost is water. Another symbol is a dove. And the symbol is oil. Uh, these are a few symbols. I'm doing a bit of teaching tonight so that you understand. Those are symbols of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you go to the scripture, and I think we all believe it, we all know it. Let's go to uh, Acts 10.38. And let's look at that and how that relates to our life. Acts 10.38. And I want you to read it with me. Can we do this together? Here we go. One, two, three. Read it. Go. That's so great. It says, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Spirit. But be, you see, the thing about this is that this scripture was an Acts of the Apostles. And this scripture was talking about what happened to Jesus. So now in the New Testament, as New Testament believers, because Jesus Christ has gone up to be with the Father and the Holy Spirit is now here. Now we have the Holy Spirit working on the inside of us. So not only are we anointed with the Holy Spirit, but now we have the Holy Spirit working on the inside of us. Am I making sense? So you have here, it says that we are anointed with the Holy Spirit also. And with what? Say, say that again. Say it like you believe it. So we have the Holy Spirit and we have power. All right? Someone say that one more time. Say, we have the Holy Spirit and I have power. Say it again. Say, I have the Holy Spirit and I have power. That's exactly what you have. Then it says, then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So the power and the Spirit of God that's working on the inside of you is not just for you to just look pretty with it. The working of the Spirit of God inside of you and the power of God inside of you is not just for you to come here on a Thursday and raise your hands alone. It's not just for you to work in ministry. No, but it says that it's for you to go around doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. So the only way to know the measure of the Holy Spirit that's in you is when you're confronted with something that needs that Spirit to come and combat that. My Lord. 
So when you then have the Spirit of God and you have a demon, you have something that's in front of you that is challenging. Okay, let me put it in perspective, all right? Uh, this was two summers ago. I was working uh, in... in um, I was working in, uh, in, in uh, social work, in child protection. I was working in child protection. I'm a social worker by profession, so I was working in child protection. And um, I don't work there no more. I work with Veterans Affairs Canada now, but I was working there. And as I was working there, I had a boss. And uh, let's call her for this, for this example. Let's call her. Um, um, the church is so big now, I don't want to use somebody's name because it might be somebody's name. You know what I'm saying? Give me a name. Susan. All right, we'll go with Susan. If your name is Susan, please, this is not you. This is not you. Watching online. No. All right. So Susan hired me, and, you know, I was working there. And, you know, I'm a young brother, you know, and I'm doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm doing my work with a little bit of sweat. Get me? Like, it's not just, I'm not just doing work, you know, but I'm doing work with a little bit of, you know. <laughs> I'm doing the work, and I'm making sure that the work is real good, you know. I'm adding all the sauce on the job, and I come to work, and jeez, you know. I walk in the hallway, you know, I got my pants, I got my summer shirt on, I'm buttoning a little three buttons. You know. I'm looking flop coming to work, man. I'm the youngest in the place, you know what I'm saying? At the time, I was 21, or 20, 20 or 21, and I was working there, and everybody there was like 50, 45, 65, and here comes this young, energetic, 21-year-old, like, ready to just take over the world, save everybody. So I come into this place, and... I'm doing my work, and I'm actually, I'm adding that sauce on the work, and I, I'm making sure, you know, I'm a writer. I love to write, so I'm writing, and I'm making sure my writing is so nice, and it's so cohesive, and it's beautiful. And my boss, Susan, will look at my work and be like, Ruel, I hate it. I don't know if you've ever had that type of boss where you do your work, and it's like, it's never good enough. I don't know. Am I by myself here tonight? I don't know if you've ever had that type of boss where it's like you're doing your stuff, and it's never good enough. Maybe you haven't had that experience, man. God bless you if you haven't had that. But for some of us, you know, who've had that experience. And I'm doing my work, and this lady would come to my desk, and she'd be like, Ruel, I, I, don't, I, hate, I hate the work you're doing. I'm like, yo. Yo, what's wrong with this shorty? Like, yo, what's wrong? Yo. You know, what's, what's wrong with her? I'm doing the work that I can, and this, this lady, okay, is, this lady is, 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 a woman of God, you know, <laughs> anointed, you know, she's just saying my, my work is terrible. And the funny thing about it is that I know my work is great by the grace of God. And so you know what I did? I went to the HR. I walked to HR and I said, you know, I said, Bob, I said, Susan is not treating me right. You know what I mean? She's, she's acting all funny. She's, she's not doing things right. I'm, I'm doing all the work I can, and it's affecting my confidence level now because I'm like, I do my work well. It's like doing your best, and your best is never good enough. And you're like, so what do I do now? I've given everything I have. I've give, actually, I've given 120%. So what do you want me to do now when I've given everything? And then the lady, after I went to HR, actually became harder and tougher on me. So the work started at 8 o'clock in the morning. I live in Canada. The job is in Blair. I'd get there at 7, uh, 7.40 every single day. She still said I was late. I'm trying to put this thing in perspective for you. 7.40, I walk into the workplace at 7.50. She said, Ruel, you're late. I'm like, why? She's like, I was here since 4. I went to work out downstairs, and I started working at 6 o'clock. You're late. I'm, okay, no problem. Sometimes you just got to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
just got to suck that up, you know. And you have to understand that sometimes our battles, they're not in the physical, but in the spiritual. So you know what I did? I said, Dad, somebody's worrying me in the workplace, man. I was losing all types of weight. You know, I was, I said, <laughs> all types, not one weight, all types of weight. You know, I said, I said, I said, Dad, this lady's worrying me. He said, Kofi, let's pray. I said, yes, Papa. So we went to the secret place of prayer and we began to Next week, last week of work, I walked into the workplace. No, it's not. About three weeks before I was finishing. Walked into the workplace, doing my regular routine. I'm there at 740. And you know there's some workplaces that because the place is so toxic, it forces you to do devotion. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've been there before. The, work, the workplace is so toxic, you have to have an encounter with Jesus before you walk in there. It's like, I wouldn't have done it, you know what I mean? But because that workplace is toxic, I need me some Jesus in the morning. And so I would drive, and I would go to the baseball diamond, you know, the TDs right there in Blair. And I'd just drive there, and I'd go in the baseball diamond every lunchtime, every break time, every before time. And I'm in my ward, and I'm praying. And I grew so much that summer. Not because I wanted to. I was forced to. There's some growth that's forced upon you. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some things that force you to know Jesus more. Like, you didn't mean to know Jesus. You just fell into Jesus. You know, I, didn't want, I wasn't trying to go deeper in spiritual. I got pushed there. Because a panina has to provoke you for your miracle. And so I was in that secret place and I began to pray. And so three weeks before I'm about to finish, I walk into my, off, uh, my, my, my floor. It's a big floor. It's a big place. It's like it's huge. So many workers. I'm walking, you know what I mean? Young boy, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. And then she said, well, can I meet you in the, in the back room? She met me in the back room. And she began to give it to me. Like, she's like, you've been here for four months. I hate the way you work. I da 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 da. I said, Jesus, if this lady does not, I'm about to whoo, report her. <laughs> report her. Not what you were thinking. I said, report her. <laughs> I'm about to report her. I said, Jesus. And so. She's talking, she's talking, she's talking. I'm looking at her, and then I begin to start. You know those ones where you can't pray out loud, so you start praying in your spirit? Oh, my God. I don't know who I have in here tonight. I don't know who this word is for here. I, I started, Pastor, I started praying in my spirit. I started, I was looking at her like this in her eye, but in my spirit, I was praying. In my spirit, I said, you don't know you're talking to an apostle right now. In my spirit... What you see is a 21-year-old boy, but what God sees is something greater. You don't know that I'm a mighty battle action in the hand of the maker. You don't know what God has through me. You don't know what... I started praying in my spirit. Please be seated. I started praying. I started praying. I started praying in my spirit, in my spirit. And then all of a sudden, I began to see that she couldn't look at me in the eye anymore. She's like, yeah, we will. I just, and then she stumbled. Now she's, her pen falls. And then all of a sudden, she starts, she starts fidgeting. Fidgeting. She's fidgeting. She's literally fidgeting. And that's when I, I rose up and I did what I could do. And I said, listen, I, 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 there's three weeks left. I'm trying to leave you as my supervisor. Give me another. She said, no, Ruel. 
she switched so fast, a quick 180. I've never seen that in my life. In one meeting, she came to try to fire me and get me out of there. I came there with an agenda of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling, trying to tell you something tonight. That when lesser power and higher power come together, the lesser power has to bow. When you're confronted with something, don't forget you have the Holy Spirit and you have power. And it doesn't matter what demons are in front of you. It doesn't matter what's ahead of you. I'm trying to tell you that you have something that's on the greater on the inside of you. That because it's greater on the inside of you, the moment that demon begins to react, it's not because of anything you've done. It's because of who's inside of you. Oh, be seated, be seated. That's why tonight people are going to be baptized in the Spirit of God because you need to speak in tongues. It's not like an option. You need to speak in tongues. It's not like, oh, that, that thing that matured Christian. No, listen. The moment you became born again, God gave you the ability to speak in tongues. It's just that the Holy Spirit has been hiding somewhere inside of you. And tonight you need to let it flow and activate it so that you can begin to now tear down strongholds. How long can you pray in Father God? I need you. It's great in our understanding. But when we switch to the spirit, we're praying about stuff we don't have our minds can't even come to. We're praying about stuff that our children are going to battle through. We're praying about stuff that our covenants in our family are being dealt with. You're praying about stuff. You need the power of the Holy Ghost operating and moving on the inside of you. Let me tell you what the Holy Spirit wishes to do these last few minutes before we wrap up. The Holy Spirit, number one, wants to feel you. He wants to feel you. And, and to feel you, oh, I missed such an important part. I'm sorry. Acts. Oh, no, I got it. Okay, cool. There we go. Forgive me. Don't worry. I have so many notes here. Number one, the Holy Spirit wants to feel you. But the Bible says right here in Hebrews 12, 1, if we can go there, uh, before you can be filled, of course, you must be emptied. You know, that's why the scripture says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life, it goes on, it goes on, it goes on. If you keep going, if you keep going, if you keep going, if you keep going that scripture, it basically says that we are to lay aside all of our weight. We are to lay aside all of our struggles. We are to lay aside everything and follow God. Therefore, it means that in order for God to fully fill us so that it can flow through us, we have to empty ourselves of what is already in us. Therefore, and people are saying, okay, well, if everything I have is emptied inside of me, then I'm not the person, like, who am I? Let me tell you who you are. You are somebody who's filled with the Spirit of God, but then you're wrapped in your personalities. Therefore, okay. So the Spirit of God is on the inside of you, at the core of you. And then your personality, your wit, your wisdom, your knowledge is now wrapped around the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you. So what happens is that the spirit, of, that's why we can have four different ministers come minister here and none of them will preach the way I preach and I can't preach the way they preach. It's the same word. It's the same Holy Spirit on the inside. But it's wrapped around some different experiences. It's wrapped around some different things. It's wrapped around some stuff that the way it comes out with me will be different than the way it comes out with somebody else. So in order for us to be filled with a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, we have to continually empty ourselves always receive a fresh infilling. Someone say fresh fire. We have a conference in March called Wildfires. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Y'all don't sound excited. It's, it's, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. Myself, Prophet, uh, Apostle Matthew Stevenson is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. You can't miss it. It's going to be amazing. March 8th and 9th. It's going to be wild in this place next year. So many things planned. Anyways, number two. 
the Holy Spirit wishes to provide you with insight and foresight. Pro prophet here is a prophet. The reason why he's able to prophesy is, of course, because he has the gift, but also coupled with the Spirit of God that is giving him direction as to how to see, how to move, how to do. It's the Spirit of God on the inside of him. The Spirit of God wants to do that. Do you know how many prophets God wants to raise in here? Do you know how many preachers that are sitting here that you don't even know you're a preacher yet? Preaching is not the way it used to be back then. Preaching is not, you have to be 40 years old, you have to be 80 years old before you can preach. Before you can move, before you can minister. It's that the Spirit of God is on the inside of you waiting for the time by which you will be manifested so all of creation can see the manifestations that's on the inside of you. Because the Bible says the creation awaits the manifestation. Therefore, the manifestation part is on you to be able to manifest what's on the inside of you. So that, okay, fine, all right. Number three, the Holy Spirit wishes to give you power to heal and to bring down strongholds. Number three, the power to heal and to bring down strongholds. Number four, the Holy Spirit wants to help you with the innermost workings of your life, with the details of your life. The Holy Spirit, he's interested in, he's interested in actually what you're going to eat after this. He's interested in what you're going to wear after. He's interested in what you're going to do with the rest of your week. The Holy Spirit is interested in it. He wants to guide you because your life has to lead towards the end goal. There's a start and there's a finish in between. You're walking through it, not by yourself, but with the Spirit of God. That leads you and guides you so that you're never off course. That's why sometimes when you go so far from God, there's something in you that it doesn't matter. If you've left church for eight months, you might be in the club. You'll still be trying to sing worship songs in the club. You'll, there's something in you which will, you'll just try to be. You'll be in there. You'll be doing it. But then you're just thinking, Hosanna in the... Why am I thinking this? You'll be partying just, oh, the one who dwells in rooms. Oh, why? Why is this the only song that's in my mind when I'm trying to do bad? I'm preaching here. You got some girly at your house. Yeah, okay. All right. Woo. Can I go deeper tonight? I'm trying. You're doing, you're doing, and all of a sudden, you just have them. You're just thinking all of it. <laughs> you're on your computer. You're about to type in some pornography site, and then boom. What the heck? A tweet, Pastor Kofi. What? I'm trying to do wrong. I'm trying to do wrong. I'm, I want to be bad. Let me tell you something. Because of the power of the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you, once you became a believer, you've become one over to the family of the Holy Spirit, the family of God. Therefore, God does never gives up on his own. He leaves the 99 for the one. I said he leaves the 99 for the one. It doesn't matter if you're in the church. You could be like Pastor said, oh, he like he preached you can be lost in the church it doesn't matter if you're out there you can be, it doesn't matter as long as you've made this confession you've believed it in your heart you've confessed it with your mouth automatically you become a part of God's family he automatically has a tracker on you <laughs> so it doesn't matter where you are you'll always have this thing on the inside of you that's pulling you because God is interested the Holy Spirit's interested in the details of your life he wants to know everything about your life. The decisions you're going to make. He wants to know. Let's be on our feet. I think I'm keeping you a lot tonight. I can't finish this thing. This is just the introduction to our series tonight. But I can't finish this thing tonight. Oh, my 
me say this. The Holy Spirit wants to flow through us, but sometimes he's hindered by our own selfish desires. Anybody agree with me on that? that sometimes our own self comes in between God using us. It's like, God, I want to be used by you, but then my own self comes in between the way of you using me. It's forget about everybody else. What about me first? I come in the way. Some, we're always blaming on my friend. We're blaming my school, my job. All the, No, you yourself has come in between you allowing the Spirit of God to flow through you because you opened the door to something to come in you. And now that thing has now sowed a seed in your heart that has now bore fruits in your heart. So that's why now it's hard to connect with God. There's three things 1 John teaches us in the scripture about what hinders us from the flow of the Spirit of God. Number one, of course, 1 John 2.16, you have there the pride of life, lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes. These are the things that hinder us, open doors and hinder us from the flow of God working in our life. That's why uh, in the scripture here in, in Acts 19.13, you'll have the scripture where it says that uh, they were going around doing good. The seven sons of Zebedee, they were going around there. They were doing good. They were casting out demons. They were doing all this stuff. And then they came to this one demon and the demon said, hey, listen, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? But didn't you realize that they were already casting out demons? How are they casting out demons? And then they come to one specific demon. And the demon says, listen, I, you, I'm not coming out. In fact, the demon actually overtook them. Why? And it beat them. Yeah, it says it beat them and fired them. It did, it did all that stuff. Why? Because the Holy Spirit can be inside of you. But it's up to you to allow how much you want the Holy Spirit to consume you. That's the thing. Do you, know, do, you, do you know what I'm saying? So it's not that God is not working in you. The only difference between some of us here, the reason why we're at different levels is because our holiness life is at different levels. So because what happens is that the Holy Spirit cannot go where he's not wanted. If you're sinning in your life, how can the Holy Spirit work through you as you are sinning? Because of that, what then happens is that what is supposed to flow through you is hindered by the pride of life, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. Hinders the Spirit of God from flowing through you. So then that's when you get jealous, like, why is God working through him? Why is God working through her? Well, how come she was sent to plant that church? What about me? How come God is working through him in such a way and he's not working through me in this way? Because there's hindrances in your life that God is waiting for you to get out of the way so that the Spirit of God can flow through you. Do you know how many sick people are waiting for you to heal them? No, not, not us collectively, you individually. There's so many people that are dependent on you to walk up to them in the hospital and be like, listen, I know you've been going through so much, your spine has been messed up, but listen, because I've sacrificed I've humbled myself to allow the Spirit of God to flow through me. I believe that once I lay hands on you, there will be power and virtue that will leave me and enter into you and you shall be healed. Receive it. Somebody receive that. So because of that, that's when you have the power that's flowing. Listen, this evening, there's going to be such a break out of the Spirit of God because, listen, God wants to flow through you, but you need to lay aside the things that hinder the flow. Lay aside the things that hinder the Spirit of God from flowing through you. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Let the power of God 
flow through you. Come on, let's pray up in this place. Let's pray in this place tonight. Let's pray in this place tonight. I know tonight was a little deep, but I believe that somebody needed to hear this tonight. You know what your prayer is going to be, God? Whatever is in me, I lay aside every hindrance. If it's pride of life, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, I lay aside every hindrance to the flow and the oil of the Holy Ghost flowing and working on the inside of me. Oh, y'all don't sound like you want God to flow through you. Do you know what it means when God flows through you? It means that God's power is now flowing through you to be able to heal people, to be able to deliver people, to be able to have signs and wonders that flow on the inside of you. The devil's job is always to make sure there's hindrances that are hindering the flow of the oil in your life. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.